Hey, Ross the Wars. Uh, this is Nathan here from uh, the Stellenbosch Saints. Um, I'm with uh, I'm with uh, Mike from the London Legion uh, and Ross from uh, the Latvia Unicorns. Um, we we obviously all of us over the pond, so we decided to get together and uh, and start a little podcast videos called Across the Pond, uh, just to discuss NFL and Ross Thor's in general, and, and it helps us with our with our sort of time zones. I don't know, uh, Ross and Mike, if you just want to say a quick how is it to everyone. Yeah, hi, guys. Hiya, I'm Ross, Latvia Unicorns. You all know me, hopefully. <laughs> and, uh, and and everyone's used to, uh, hopefully used to Ross's uh, accent by now. I think uh, the melody of accents on this uh, video should uh, should be quite interesting. Um, but yeah, look, we, we've just been discussing before we, we started this, this clip and, uh, we're going to go through, uh, more NFL related news, uh, and just sort of our opinions and our teams and our conferences and, uh, and really sort of, um, yeah, just, just relate to the NFL. And then if we do feel like we've got a little bit of time later, we'll get into some roster stuff. So look, yeah, I don't want to hold anything back. And I think everyone's excited and we can hear Ross, uh, chat a little bit about, uh, about the Jets. And uh, and how their season went, and, and what we can expect from them, and uh, and a bit of draft stuff if he wants to as well. But yeah, fire away, Ross. Yeah, so everyone knows the Jets season was terrible. Um, so that, that this is my time to shine. This is when uh, there's still some hope left for the 2020 season where we could possibly be good. Um, so we've got so much cap space. The league starts in ten days now. Um, so we'll see how free agency goes. But with a combine going on at the moment, it's a real big focus as a Jets fan. Two picks in the top 10. Um, so there's some really, really good guys that um keeping an eye on. Probably looking to go maybe an edge defender or a um, offensive line with a first one at least. So looking at the top guys like um, Ikea Kwonwu and Kwon Thibodeau, probably looking to be there at number four for us. But the main thing is we just need good players. Like we've got so many holes, like you can pick whatever position you want. And as long as they're a good player, then they'll be better than what we've got at the moment. I think the only position on the roster you'll say is covered is QB. And that's not through good performances. It's just because we need to give them a bit more time. But you can legitimately draft any position and they'll become a starter straight away. Um, so, yeah, quite deep in that. I'd like to see us pick a skill position player just because it's more exciting. Like, no one wants to look at, watch offensive line tape and say, yeah, I'm really excited about this guy blocking. Um, so yeah, maybe a wide receiver there. I love Drake London. He's obviously not ran at the combine because uh, he's injured, but um, hopefully run at his pro day. Um, but everyone's been running super fast at the combine as well, especially some defensive linemen. Jordan Davis was three hundred and seventy pounds, something like that, and he ran a four eight two. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, he's um, a big boy. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think there's something dodgy going on with the combine times though. Like all the official times seem to be a bit way off. See, the unofficial times get changed massively, more than any other year I've seen. And they've done a, I think it was Brees Hall, so he ran a 4-4-4 unofficial, and they've done like a simulcam with Jonathan Taylor, who ran a 4-3-9, and he was clearly better than him. And then official times come out, and they said Jonathan Taylor ran the exact same time as Brees Hall. So that's the evidence that something dodgy is going on, definitely. We, uh, we, we uh, it, it seems like we need Rich Eisen to get his uh, get his boots on and see how he goes. See if uh, see if the times are still right. Yeah, I've always fancied doing the combine myself. Like uh, seeing how good I would be compared to these guys because see someone run like a a, a four eight and you're like, oh, that's so slow. But you see, <laughs> if I can do it under ten seconds, are we happy? 
we uh, the, we, uh, we should even propose that as uh, as maybe a roster wars off season challenges. Everyone do their <laughs> own like mini combines. <laughs> well, I went to the, we went to the, my first NFL game in London. They had the com the base of the combine set up right. next to the, next to the, next to Wembley Stadium. Uh, but it, the queue was huge. I didn't, didn't try it, but yeah, it'd be nice to try and go in and sort of see how your vertical jump compared with these, you know, the guys who get paid a fortune to do it. Yeah, um, get, get yeah. the cleats on, get the shorts on, and come and take it super seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be there in my, jean, my jeans after <laughs> seven seven pints of lager. Try try to do the, yeah, the, the, the dash. I'm not sure that would work very well, but no, it'd be it'd be good fun to watch. It'd be more fun to watch. <laughs> And um, and Ross, sort of just getting back back onto the Jets, sort of before we move on. Um, Robert Sala's first year, obviously Zach Wilson still still very raw. Um, but it's it's still quite a young team. Even your Michael Carter's, even some of your receivers, Denzel Mims has suddenly become a, a thing of the past. But 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 what um, yeah, what positives can you take out of twenty twenty one to actually build on on for for this year now? Yeah, well, I think. So the young players are definitely one. So Elijah Moore and Michael Carter, like yeah. they're, I thought they were really good. I know they missed time with injury, but you can see them being starters in this league. I think Elijah Moore could be a wide receiver one in this league, um, definitely, if he plays 17 games. Um, so I think the young players' development, and even in the defence, even though we were terrible, um, we're starting like fifth and sixth round rookies um, and the defense, defensive backs. A lot of them were, were still good. And obviously, we need pre premium players in that position as well, but they could be good depth pieces. So I think the development of probably the defensive backs um, and the, the offensive skill positions was decent enough for me, but we still only won four games. So. Yeah, no. And then um, and then quickly, before we sort of move on from the Jets, the, the AFC East as an entirety, obviously, it's been, it's been a pretty painful 20 years. And, and just when that sort of... Darkness was coming to an end. The the end of the the, the mean machine. The, the the Patriots. The Bills have obviously resurrected themselves. Um, where do you see the Jets in terms of being competitive in the AFC East? And 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 do you think it's something that that can happen sooner rather than later? Or or yeah, just just what are your thoughts on the, on the conference in general? Yeah, well, I think it can. Like in the NFL, everyone's so close. Um, and talent level, it just takes something like a quarterback suddenly being better. So if uh, it's, I know it's a stretch, but Josh, uh, Zach Wilson taking the same jump that Josh Allen did, yeah. if we get something like that, then suddenly we're a much better team um, and it gives confidence around everyone. And we do have a lot of assets um, this season with the draft picks, but also uh, cap space as well to get better really quickly if we need to. Um, well, we should be trying to do it every time anyway. Um, but yeah, and I think the Dolphins are in a decent position. They've got new coaching staff. And again, they're maybe like a quarterback away from like properly challenging with the Bills. I think we're more than a quarterback away. And the Patriots are just the Patriots. So they're always going to be um, there or thereabouts. So it looks like a lost cause at the moment. Like it's going to be another 20 years of domination by one team. But I think it's, it's definitely within touch. Definitely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, look, I think... I think for us, uh, for us across the pond, I think the closest thing we can relate relate the sort of Patriots uh, and and especially the Bill Belichick effect is is to your your famous Scott Alex Ferguson. I think, and yeah. I think I think the only way 
the Patriots will ever sort of potentially be rewritten off or actually start a full rebuild is, is when Bill Belichick eventually decides to walk away from football. And then who knows where the Patriots might end up. But yeah, we'll, we'll cross those bridges when we get there. Um, Mike, yeah, let's, let's jump to, to the NFC North, um, the, 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 the greatest team in the NFC North, the, the Chicago Bears. Um, <laughs> tell us uh, how, um, how was 2021 for you guys and, and, and yeah, what, what, where, where do you see the, the Bears at the moment? I think it started off with a lot of promise with the draft, going up, going up the draft to get Justin Fields kind of filled us all with a lot of hope, but then the Bears being the Bears self-combusted again. Um, Nagy, I think, kind of signed his own warrant card in the end uh, with some of his play callings and whatever else. Uh, and I mean, Pace, Pace had some good trades in him. He, he, he pulled again you know, a Khalil Mack trade, and unfortunately, this wasn't enough. I, mean, I think the, the truth of it is, we need. You know, coming, obviously, we haven't got a first round draft this year, but we've got to take O line. You got to keep the quarterback upright. So our O line that this year, last year was was not great. The defense was okay, even losing Mack. I mean, um, Robert Quinn, who he um, pulled in last yeah. year on free agency. I mean, the, the guy was, he's a pro awesome. bowler this year. Yeah, awesome. I, I never saw that. Setting, setting a, I think it was a single season record for, for sacks for himself, I think, last year. So uh, it, it shows that the, the bare bones are there. I think, you know, like Ross, yes, you can see you can see the, the formations there, but to do it right. Um, and I've sort of chatted to other Bears fans. The, the bigger problem probably is for further upstairs as far as the actual ownership goes. Yeah. Um, that's been a perennial problem with our guys. It's just the, the problem starts at the top and just keeps filtering down. Um, hopefully next year we can get some, you know, better O-line players, keep keep Justin Fields upright, second year development going forward. Like, yeah, like the Josh Allen thing, right? If you can make a leap even half as good as Josh Allen, you're, you're moving quite a way up yeah. the food chain. Um, we're, yeah, we're, we're in a, Interesting division with the Packers, who may or may not need a new quarterback, depending on which story you read and which day of the week it is. New head coach at the Vikings this year. So how they play forward, obviously, Zimmer was very defensive-minded. So whether or not the, the, the change is, is aggressive offense again. Um, and obviously, I've got one of the best wide receivers in Jefferson. Um, and the Lions, obviously, I know you talked to Tyler and, and, and uh, Corbin and these but yeah, the theory is there that they are building the bones at the bottom to build themselves up. So there's nothing to say they won't come on and, and have domination at some point. Obviously, the Bears fans feel the same. So I think we are, you know, in a in a tough league. You know, you know the Packers have, have got some talent there. It just depends on how they how they manage it going forward. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, I think I think yeah, look, looking at it, it, it does seem, and 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 if I'm honest, if, if you look at the vast majority of conferences in the NFL at the moment, I feel like a lot of them have been almost shell-shocked or going through quite a big revolution. Whereas I think maybe your, your, your NFC Wests and your AFC Wests are pretty stable, but, but even myself, we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit with the saints in the NFC South, the NFC South after Brady's retirement is an absolute dog show and Sean Payton walking out. Like we, we, we don't know where that's going to end up, but, but sort of going back to NFC North, I think, I think obviously with with the Packers, it seems quite likely that they're going to do whatever they can to keep Devonte Adams and Rogers, and just with those two players alone, you you automatically are, are an incredibly competitive side. Um, the Vikings have just got the, one of the most underrated quarterbacks, the steady Eddie Kirk Cousins, who just ticks every box there is, and and 
he, he, he finds a way of getting winning seasons, but not much more. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl, but he's going to get you in a position to be competitive. And then as for the Lions, it seems like with Dan Campbell, I think there's a bit more of a, uh, an energy around the team. Um, but I, I don't know. I think, I think if you are the Bears, though, with Fields, you could argue if Rodgers, if and when Rodgers leaves, because he's not going to be around there much longer, you do have, have the heir to the NFC North yep. throne and the quarterback. And we also we did we did obviously top the NFC North not that long ago. We yeah. had, you know got into the playoffs and we the double doink here. I mean we that could have been a completely different season. What worries me a bit is you got the likes of Quinn, Khalil Mack, they're both you know th- early thirties now, and as and as their skill sets, they start finding it harder and harder. You know, Von Miller's thirty three this year, I think, or thirty four. Yeah. He's showing he's still doing it, but at some point they do fall off the cliffs. We need to keep. Keep going. I do think we've got one of the best linebackers in the league in, in uh, Roquan, Roquan Smith. I think, yeah, he, Roquan's I think he's, awesome. he's, he's a piece to build around. Um, I think, he, yeah, for me, he you watch him week in, week out, and he's side to side. Um, a bit like Michael Parsons is at the um, Cowboys, right? Yeah. He, he just, he, he just, he's come in and just started dominating games, which I think is really, really good. Uh, which, in a way, it helps Quinn, it helps Mac, it helps the older guys be less, less covered, but we'll yeah. see. But yeah, I think, I think, you know, the NFC. It's still quite well, yeah. Obviously, the Packers, you know, strong team. The Rams, we'll have to see how they go forward next year. But it'd be nice to try and, you know, put some pressure on these guys and and, and playoffs next year, hopefully. And, and yeah. look, 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 look at the Bengals. You know, Bengals turned their life around so quickly, two seasons from last to first. So no, exactly. possible. No, exactly. Look, I think, look, I, I, I would say my, my NFL addiction that is, is only in its infancy in the sense that I've only really been uh, in, intensely sort of following the NFL in the last five years, maybe just over five years. And, and in that time, there's been a clear shift from NFC to AFC, in my opinion. Look, the AFC always had, it always had Brady, right? That was that was just non-negotiable for the last 20 years. And and there were a few teams that had their good years, Joe Flacco winning the Super Bowl and and, and a few sort of anomalies. But but at the same time, the NFC, you still had your 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 Breezes and your Rogerses and your and 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 your sort of almost your cowboys, your your established teams. And I think the bubble in the AFC of incredibly talented young quarterbacks has exploded. Like you just look at, at the second year quarterbacks, your, your, your Herberts and, and, and your, your Burrows. And then you've got Josh Allen as well. Who's recently there. You've got, you've got Lamar Jackson and all the young guys this year as well. Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, or sorry, Fields in the NFC, but in the AFC, they, they, there's a real talent of young quarterbacks. Well, that, chap, that chap, that chap called Mahomes. Uh, yeah, he's not bad either. Um, um, yeah, exactly. I'm leaving. I'm <laughs> he's leaving he's not bad, that fellow. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, look, I think I think as you say, look, I'll I'll just sort of briefly sort of speak about the Saints very quickly, and and the Saints are are in a very look. As I said, I've only really been intensively looking at the NFL the last five years, which has been a pretty good but traumatic uh, experience as a Saints fan. I think it's great knowing that you've got an incredibly competitive side, but it's pretty painful losing it at such late stages in in playoffs. This was obviously the first year in, in, in I think, four or five seasons that we didn't make the playoffs. Um, and and now the transition post Breeze, post Sean Payton now. If I'm honest, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the Dennis Allen... Uh, appointment, although I think it's quite risk averse. I think I think it's just trying to keep everything the same. It's paying everyone the same. It's just kicking the bucket down the line. Just try to be competitive. It's not it's not changing 
um, the fundamentals of the franchise, which I think maybe you do need every now and then to 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 actually start a younger generation pushing for 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 a title. Look at the Bengals. Like I know that didn't sort of happen overnight, and it's quite an anomaly. And every team's trying and striving for that. But I think the reality is that um, the NFC South as a conference as well does need to it does need wait it's going to shift you got matt ryan on his last legs panthers in, in turmoil and you've got you got bucks now who, who knows what i don't know i don't know what your guys sort of outside perspectives are of the nfc south ross well it all comes down to quarterback like everything in the nfl comes down to your quarterback and like you said the panthers don't have one um, the Falcons are on their way out of having a, a franchise guy and the Bucks suddenly now don't have one either. Um, so if the Saints can solve that problem before the other three teams, then you're set up a lot better. But I also thought the Saints were maybe the more well-rounded team in, in the division, um, even, even better than the Bucks, I thought, this season. But it was just that quarterback that was missing. Um, so what, what do you think then, Nate? Do you think you can get the quarterback situation solved? What's your preferred... Way of doing it. So it's it, it's very difficult. Look, I'm solely looking at our defense. Um, our defense is is a, is very capable. And obviously, look, we, we we I won't even get to the contract situation, the salary cap, because we're forty mil over the salary cap. But knowing Mickey Mickey Magic Loomis, he'll he'll find a way of getting us under. It's just whether who we'll be able to to recruit. Um, I don't think we'll have the money to 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 sign a, an, an elite free agent or the, not really many elite free agent quarterbacks. It could be a case. I, I personally would love to have James Winston back. I'd love us to re-sign him. I don't think we can afford him right now. Um, it also depends what he's expecting because, again, he he was showing such good potential and then he went and it's a severe knee injury it's not something that you just walk off i know nowadays they recover a lot quicker but it's still quite a severe injury um but there are other teams also looking at quarterback this year which will make the market a bit more difficult um i think picking at 18 in the draft i don't think we will go quarterback although i wouldn't be upset if we did if if a matt corral or if a if a Kenny Pickett or, or someone like that fell uh, as far as 18, which I highly doubt, but if they did, then then I'd be open to entertaining that as a draft pick. But I still feel the other possible, the other the other areas, whether that's um, addressing maybe Terran Armstead leaving, so it's sort of our offensive line, or it's helping the receiving core. Look, we don't know what Michael Thomas is going to be like after two years in the wilderness. So we need some more weapons, and who knows if Kamara is banned or not. Um, so on offense, we need quite a lot of help. And I think, I think there will be a quarterback, even a Mitch Trubisky or a Mariota, like someone like that who might come for us for a one year make a deal. And, and with the team there, they could be competitive, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think Mike, you know, uh, more about Trubisky than I do. So what uh, <laughs> do you, do you think he can take the Saints, uh, Saints deep? I, th- I think, I think he showed. Moments of being quite good and moments of being very erratic, which also not being funny, that also goes down for quite a few QBs in the last few years. They, they, they have patches of being very good. Mario's the same thing at Tennessee. He had patches of looking very, very established and then just throws six interceptions back to back because that's what he does. Um, same thing with Winston. I think he, he's, he's, very, you know, he's a very capable quarterback, but has got those in there. Um, but in today's past happy NFL, you know, these guys are taking more risks than they were before. So 
as much as all these the older guys' stats are great, when it was all nice dink dunk, sensible passing, occasional long ball, um, your stats look quite good. Um, I think I mean I've, I've looked at the draft and yeah, the Falcons probably need one. But I think I can see the commanders of what they're picking at number where are they? Commanders at number eleven. They want a QB. Yeah. Um, the Broncos will sign um, Aaron Rodgers. So that's fine. Uh, uh, the Panthers. I mean, do the Panthers take a QB this year? I don't know. With 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 this with what's on offer in the QB, so do you, you know, do you spend this year strengthening your tight end or your offensive lines or picking up you know other other skill sets to build for next year's draft? I don't know. I, th- I think I think Trubisky's, Trubisky would be a, a instrument with the right coaching. I think he's a good player. I think Nagy showed in the first well, the first year with him. He, he got him got us to the playoffs. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not elite by any way, shape, or means. But yeah. he can win your games with the right right coaching and the right yeah, call play. Around him. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, yeah, the Saints got to look at this. Is it, do you keep just trying to sneak into the playoffs and hoping you get one good year going forwards now? Or do, yeah. you, do you hit reset, pass off Kamara? Kamara's a few years into his year now, just move him on for some picks. Yeah. You know, do you, do you know, Michael Thomas, like you say, he's been, he's been out for two years. Do you do a Julio Jones, send him off somewhere for a couple of second rounders? Or, you know, do you, you know, where do you start taking the draft? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I I agree. And I'll be, that's why I think, I think a lot of teams are in this sort of uh, position uh, similar-ish to the Saints. I think you look at the Bucks and you look at, you look at sort of a few other teams, even Pittsburgh with, with obviously Big Ben retiring. I think a lot yeah. of teams are going to need to sort of reprogram franchises that have had a lot of long-standing quarterbacks. Like you even look at the Chargers, they they hit the jackpot by moving on from Rivers and hitting Justin Herbert. And I think a lot of teams are looking for that makeshift, but but it's not as plain and simple as that. Look at look at the the the, the commanders now. They they've struggled for a while just to find a quarterback. Even the Panthers since Newton sort of had his injuries, they they've struggled. Yeah. So it is it is quite difficult. But um, look, I, I think all of us, I think the, the roster wars in general, but every NFL fan is 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 chomping at the bit to to see what happens in in, in the free agency coming up. But um, just to sort of yeah move on to sort of our next sort of mini topic here, I think let's talk a little bit combine orientated i know i know ross uh, ross loves the combine and he talks about it as as a jets fan it's the highlight of his year but ross <laughs> looking at the last sort of three days and some of the the results who, who to you are some of your standout rookies that not necessarily jet specific they can be but in general yeah who, who are your favorite combine prospects yeah well first of all i need to talk about david ojabo so he had a good combine he ran a four five five but the reason i'm talking about him is he's scottish is uh he's going to be a first round pick in the NFL and he's from Scotland. He was born he, in Nigeria. Is he sorry? Is he is he is he um, expected to be a first round pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. So the range is depending on where you look at. It's quite difficult to see where he's going to go because he has a raw prospect. He's really good pass rusher, but that's about it. This is the only year he's really started was last season. He got eleven sacks and like five forced fumbles, I think, something like that. Um, but so he's quite raw, so the range is quite big. But you're maybe looking at the Giants, and um, I think they pick at seven, they've got a couple of picks, um, who could be interested in them. I fancy the Ravens, <clears throat> they're at 15, could go to the Ravens at 15 because his old um defensive coordinator at Michigan last season is now the Ravens defensive coordinator, yeah. so easy to see that. And that's where he made his biggest progress is under this, this coach, and um, so yeah, so. I think he'll go in the first round. It could be a lot later than that. 
Um, but I think he'll go in the first round. But yeah, so he's Scottish. He identifies himself as Scottish. He's been in Scotland since seven and all his family live in Scotland and Aberdeen as well. So um, yeah, very exciting. Go ahead, Mark. Sorry. Is that, is that the first Scott to make the NFL, do you think? Or was there one before? Not, well, I can't think uh, Graham Gano, so the, the kicker Graham for Gano, yeah. uh, oh, the Panthers yeah. for a long time, Giants. He was born in Arbroath. So I think he moved to US when he was young. So he probably sees himself more as an American. But David Ojabo on record is saying, I'm Scottish. Um, I'll take that. I think, I, I think, uh, I think our, our Scottish test here is well, what's his accent like? Is can we understand him or or, or I've, I haven't heard him in an interview yet? <laughs> yeah, he's not got much of a Scottish accent. Um, he's not as broad as me, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll take him. We'll, we'll take his whatever we can. Oh, oh, nice. And any, yeah, and any others? Like obviously, you mentioned earlier about how how quick these these D line boys were. Some of the big fatties were were incredibly quick. But what's yeah? Are there any other standouts from from the combine this weekend for you in particular? Yeah. So, so the biggest one, obviously, all these, not necessarily the fastest, but when you look at their weight, height, and weight. When you look at Jordan Davis, um, the defensive lineman, what he ran a four eight two at three hundred seventy pounds. It is just it's unbelievable. Like. I think the narrative on him was he's like before the the we really got into the the draft coverage was he's a top ten pick no problem yeah. he's brilliant outstanding and then recently he's been dropping down because people have been saying he's more of a run defender and can he become like the the a three down um, lineman but now after the combine I expect everyone's just gonna be like yeah oh, of course he's a top ten pick he's unbelievable yeah. he's an amazing athlete and that's that's all you need and as uh, on defense, I think that's more important. It's just being an incredible athlete. When you look at the the combine for the wide receivers and the running backs, there's a lot of smoke. I don't think there's a lot to running incredibly fast. So you look at um, the top guys, so um, who ran like four twos and um, low four threes. You can probably really throw them out and say they're not going to be like an elite NFL player. But when you have the guys who combine the production and the speed, so Garrett Wilson ran a lot faster than people were expecting. Chris Olave is going to be a first-round pick as well. Um, that sort of second tier of um, times in the combine, they they usually turn out to be really good players. So um, those those two Ohio State boys are probably the, the um, big takeaways for the combine for me in terms of um, is going to have an impact on where the chosen because I think Garrett Wilson yeah. was probably the top wide receiver um, and there were some questions about his speed he plays fast on the field um, like on game day but um, it sort of just gave now right there's no excuse now he is we know he's fast like there's yeah. no no yeah. knocks not as many knocks on him now no, um, no good yeah look agreed and then and then Mike your side the last three days any any sort of uh, yeah just briefly any sort of guys that sort of Stood out to you that 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 maybe Ross hasn't mentioned yet. Yeah, well, one one that pops out to me was James Cook, brother of Dalvin Cook. Yeah, just because because apparently he's supposed to be as good, if not better, than his brother, from what I've been reading. <laughs> um, so I'm 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 thinking, that, yeah, if, with the way this draft go, maybe maybe the, maybe the you know some sort of second round, second day guys. Um, I mean, the, the QBs are always interesting. Obviously, it's been fairly well documented. This is not supposed to be the, the greatest batch of QBs coming through into the draft. Um, but yeah, a lot of conversations about hand sizes. That's been interesting. This last few days, the smallest hands, um, which you know I've not got particularly bigger hands. So you know it, it's um, 
interesting. I don't know. I don't know the, the, the combine's good, and I think you, you know you got to remember it's obviously the combine's great, but also what they've done, the tape, how they've played at college, what college they've played at as well. Um, there's a few random you know guys come through from unis like you know Minshew. You know, you know he was second tier, I think, or third tier of, of, of college level um, QBs. You know, he's gone into a fairly decent career, even as a you know, QB2 at teams. Um, the combine is quite fun to watch, but I, I, I don't know if I take as much stock into that as as some people do. Um, it is fun to watch the guys just, you know, cleats and try, you know, 40 times of bench pressing and vertical jumps. And it, it's good to watch. I mean, I think this, this, you know, the end of it, the coaches no, see think, more than just speed and... It's it's very it's very unique to American sports, and I think it, it, it's quite nice for for us, like over here in the in the UK and Europe, and 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 who aren't American to watch it and see this is this is how the draft works, and these guys come out and they test themselves, and here's the, it, it's quite tangible. It's sort of these are yeah. the stats. This is how quick this guy is. This is how strong this guy is. Whereas you don't see that in any other sport uh, or in international sports. So it is nice to have those sort of tangibles. Like this guy's the quickest wide receiver it's not saying he's the best or he's the best catcher or, yeah. or the rest of that is there but um but yeah look I, th- I think it's 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 important to sort of gauge um and and not and not get over immersed in the numbers because as you're saying i think a lot of the, the the franchises and teams do their homework they they look through uh hours and hours and hours of tape and then they and then they almost psycho analyze all these guys they take them and they interview them they sort of pr- pressure test them and 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 i think that there's a lot more that goes into the decisions i think yeah just just myself sort of looking the last sort of three days I was uh, I was expecting him to do well, but I think Malik Willis turned up and he ticked all the boxes. I think I think it's it's I think it's inevitable that he will be the QB one of this class. That's just my opinion, and I think I think fantasy fans around the world, especially in all superflex leagues, are just chomping at the bits to get their hands on Malik Willis. I think there's going to be a bit of hype around him. I think uh, uh, in Russell War specific drafts, but uh, it will be interesting. And and one of um, sorry, I'm just sort of jumping around a bit, but one of the articles that I did read uh, earlier on the combine, and they actually said one of the biggest losers of the combine was was Traylon Burks. They felt uh, he didn't run as quickly as he should have. Um, sort of his his vertical wasn't as, as good as it should have. And, and there were a few sort of question marks behind him. But I think going before the combine, he was up there as one of the top two, three wide receiver picks. And, and, and maybe he's someone that slides and falls. Who knows? And I think I think it'll be it's always interesting around draft time. Yeah, yeah specifically around Traylon Burks. I think he still ran a fast time, so I think it was yeah. four five. Um, maybe it was four five five. That's still fast, but it's just in context of all these other players. But he's also a bit bigger as well. So if you're looking at like hundred eighty five pound receivers, he ran a, a bit slower than them, but he was he was still he was still generally yeah. He fast, what he's so. a, yeah he's a two twenty five pounder. He's a big boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just looking at some, some some of the times on the NFL website, and you know they're all fairly close to top ten guys. There's not, there's not huge spreads of this, you know. So yeah, yeah difference difference between like a, 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 a slight 180 pound guy getting yeah, there'd be a touch slower anyway. But in route, route running doesn't always it's not always about speed, right? Yeah, 
So no, exactly. I think I think it's the schemes as well, and and the coaches are obviously looking for for especially on the on the offensive side, but also defensive side as well. Is it's what sort of players fit the scheme and what the coaches look out, and I think that's where the coaches have quite a lot of say as well. Um, but look, I think it's as as we all know, it's an interesting time of year. I think I think it's good to sort of put the combine to bed and then sort of do our homework on those on those sort of rookies coming in. But I think the first thing is is what we touched on slightly at the start of the pod, and and we'll we'll probably wrap up here very shortly. But it is the excitement of of sort of the free agency period now over the next week or two. Um, but yeah, just to just to sort of finish off. Um, this sort of chat and, and video that we've put together here. Ross, I'll, I'll just ask you specifically for the Jets, who would be your, 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 other than your, your, your favorite Scotsman, who would be your favorite uh, rookie to take for the Jets this year? And who would be your preferred free agency signing um, of the, for 2022 for the Jets? Yeah. So I, I keep mentioning them, but I think Drake London. So maybe not with number four pack, maybe not with the first pack. But at some point, I think Drake London, I really want him on my team. I just think he's got everything that the Jets don't have. So more than, I don't think he's maybe the best receiver in the, the draft, but I think he'll fit us really well and give us something that we don't have. Um, so he's probably my pick for the draft. And in terms of free agency, um, I'd like to see us get a tight end. So I don't know if Dalton Schultz will be a reach free agency or if he'll be signed or um, get tagged by the Cowboys, but probably him or... Um, your boy Marcus Williams uh, would need two safeties, so um, I think if we can pick up one in free agency, that'd be good as yeah. well. And Mike, for 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 the Bears, just quickly, your your sort of rookie that you you would like, or, or anyone there. Yeah. The problem is who drops that far down to number thirty-two. That's my biggest problem. Yes, sorry, I forget you don't um, have a first round. Pick. Yeah, no first round. I mean, there's some amazing uh, defensive line guys out there, but I, I can see a lot of the sort of first first round picks being used on on either you know, defensive or offensive line players this year, looking at who's in the draft. Um, I think, you know, offensively, we're okay, but it's, it's the offensive line we need to look at. And if we can get someone, I, I, I don't know who will drop that far down. That's the problem. Um, and then on free agency, just, yeah, like... If- there's, there's some, yeah, again, there's some good players coming up again. Um, I think we've think we got to look at linemen again. It, it just depends on what line, linemen we can get to fit our system. I think that's, that's where the focus needs to be for this year. Um, as much as some, I think we're letting Robinson walk this year. I think they don't really look at the tag, re-tag Robinson um, after. His, yeah, but then you know Mooney's obviously come through. Um, I don't know. There's there's some names out there, but I, I don't know. It's difficult for me to say. Really, I don't know. There's, there's so many holes we need to fill. Yeah, no. but then, but then I don't know. The offensive line guys. Is, I mean, I think. There's, there's guys I've never heard of that are probably coming yeah. through that they're going to look at. Um, yeah. And I, I, I wouldn't want to say that I... Yeah, it's, a, most... it's a glorified, yeah, as you say, it's a, it's, a, it's a position that that sort of as spectators sort of pay the least amount of time to. And and there's such great, talented guys there that rock up on the years, just like you mentioned, Robert Quinn and, and all these guys sort of on the defensive side that, that out of nowhere just put in unbelievable seasons. Um, but, you know, just sort of my side now with the Saints at 18, I would love it if we could get Chris Olave, if he's still there at 18, just as another weapon. Uh, and hopefully Michael Thomas comes back fit. And let's hope we re-sign Jameis. Uh, we, we, we produce a miracle there. 
Um, and then on the free agency side, look, I, I don't know. I, I'm in sort of in a similar boat to you, Mike. I, there's so much that still needs to be done before free agency for the Saints for us to actually have a decision. But if we do lose Marcus, Marcus Williams, for example, I'd like us to hopefully look at signing maybe a safety or someone in, in, in the secondary. Um, or, or, and, and if we lose Taron Armistead, just to sort of uh, work on that offensive line. Um, but yeah, look, guys, I just want to say thanks for sort of giving up uh, a bit of time on your Sunday. I think, I think we've done well. We've, we've covered uh, quite more NFL specific info, but I think that's good for us stores. Um, hopefully you make this uh, a bit more frequent, uh, a couple more coming up. Now we can discuss the free agency coming up in, in a week's time and, and then more of the rookie draft coming up and, and the roster wars related RFA stuff. And but it, uh, it's a good time to sort of, get busy and, and, and dig our teeth into these sort of uh, pods and, and, and chats and videos. Um, I hope you guys, yeah, I hope you guys all enjoyed uh, sort of coming on and hope we'll make it a bit more frequent. That's a little across the pond, but uh, yeah, I hope uh, everyone has a good uh, rest of their Sunday and uh, everyone across the pond on the other side in America, you enjoy your Sundays and, uh, and, uh, and on to, and on to a new week tomorrow. But yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for signing. Thanks Ross. Thanks Mike. Thank you. Thanks, thanks guys. Be good. Be Cheers. Bye.